Closet Direct King's Court starts now.
Good Tuesday morning, St. Louis and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Tuesday morning in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court, on kevinslaytonshow.com. Now this is where you come every morning at 7 central time until 9 to get the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence. We let people talk. We indict them with their own words. And you're certainly welcome to join in. 636-348-4460. Not many shows will allow the listeners to take part, but we do. 636-348-4460. That's our number if you'd like to jump in and join us at any time. We are certainly uh, up to it. We're not afraid that you might know more than we do. In fact, if you do, it's wonderful. It's welcome news. Because that means that we can inform ourselves a little further. But you'll find that most hosts in this business are petrified of the audience. Yeah, that's right. I said that. Petrified of the audience. Now, why would that be, do you suppose? Well, it would be because they don't know as much as the audience many times. That seems to be the overriding reason. And in most cases, that's true. Strange as that may sound, it's true. Craziness abides. But we're not afraid, and so if you have information that we don't have, we're more than happy to hear it. In addition, we're just happy to hear what you have to say. So feel free to join us in the discussion at any time, because we're here for that. And we have a lot of fun doing it, too. You might as well. You might have fun listening. You might have fun joining. But together we can fight this battle, because we have a corrupt government that is beyond belief in this country. I've never seen anything like it in my entire lifetime. You probably haven't either, but it's true. And so the fight goes on. And as we watch uh, in New York, bizarre foreigners out in the streets of New York City, these Palestinian supporters, protesting Israel, screaming, burn Israel, gas gas the Jews, This is New York City. What an embarrassment that city has become. Maybe we should just close it down until further notice. We have a congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib, who puts the Palestinian flag out in front of her office. She might as well just put a swastika out there while she's at it. She is a Nazi. We have Nazi sympathizers in Congress. We probably always have, but we certainly do now. And they're called the squad, and they're not probably alone, but certainly they are. They're the worst America has to offer, and yet we have cities or districts in Michigan, New York, St. Louis, electing them. The brilliant Cory Bush, you know, the thug who trespassed on the McCloskey's property, who broke down a gate into a gated community, was never charged. Instead, she was elected. The great genius, the intellectual Cory Bush, who has the IQ of a P, has advocated for defunding any money to Israel. These are the kind of people this country, this illiterate country that we live in, has elected to Congress. We live in a dangerous country. Trust me on that. This country isn't all it's cracked up to be. In fact, it's not even close 
It's not even close. We have watched as this country has disintegrated into the abyss. And why? Because we keep allowing these kind of people into office. We keep allowing these kinds of people like in New York into our country. These are radical jihadists. That's what they are. They're Jew haters. They're Nazis. These people are no worse than the Nazis were. They want all Jews to die. That's what the Nazis wanted. And it gets worse as the day goes on. You'll hear some of it today. But that's what we have living in our country. This isn't Gaza City. This is the United States, New York City, and other cities in this country. St. Louis, for instance, who has the great Cory Bush. I didn't think you could embarrass St. Louis any further than it's been embarrassed with all of the crime and the violent murders that take place in this city, with the corrupt district attorney in this city, with the incompetent leadership that has plagued this city for half a century. I didn't think it could get any worse. How could it? I mean, those are self-indicting statements, all of them true. And then along comes Cory Bush and makes the city even more embarrassing. I mean, you don't tell anybody that you live in St. Louis, do you, that is around this country? I sure as hell don't. I just tell them I'm from Missouri. I wouldn't I wouldn't want anybody knowing I'm anywhere near St. Louis. It's a disgraceful town run by disgraceful thugs who have no idea what they're doing. And the people who elect, these are the citizens of St. Louis who elect people like Cori Bush have given St. Louis a forever black mark, and it, it will be decades before St. Louis is respected, if ever. If ever. It is a regressive city. It goes backwards every year and, and sinks further into the abyss. There's nothing that you can say when you call your friends around the country that will make you proud to say that you're from St. Louis. There's nothing. That's sad. But we do have Jordan Krugman here, the health insurance guy. So that gives us pause for happiness. And you can go online and find him, thehealthinsuranceguy.net. He lives right here in our area. He's licensed in 23 states, though, so you can find him anywhere. And, folks, if you have a health insurance program that you think is pretty good, your plan, you're th- Kevin, I don't need Jordan. I thought that. And then I called him anyway. I thought, you know what? What if I'm wrong? So I dialed 314-602-4055, 602-4055, and I found out that I was wrong, that in fact he did have a better plan, a better plan that covered me better and also that was not as expensive. So he killed two birds with one stone. And why call him now? Well, you might want to consider your health options for next year. 2024 open enrollment starts November 1st. Jordan has a lot of low-cost, comprehensive alternative plans available, and you probably aren't even aware of them. I certainly was not. Some of them even have a zero deductible. I said zero. And let's say you're you're thinking, well, Kevin, I'm a Medicare person. Can Jordan help me? Yes, he can. Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans. He's going to make it real simple for you and easy to understand. Now, the insurance companies will flood your mailbox when you're about to turn 65, Every insurance company you're going to hear from with all kinds of confusing sales literature. It will confuse you. Throw it away. Call Jordan. 
Most Advantage plans, I'll listen closely to this, most Medicare Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. Zero. There are new options that cover pre-existing conditions, wellness and preventive care, maternity care, and lots of extras like gym memberships, transportation services, hearing aids. I bet you didn't know that. Jordan can navigate you through the Medicare waters. All of his appointments can be done virtually from the comfort of your own home. He has great options for dental, vision, prescription, long-term care, disability, life insurance, as well as health insurance. Give him a call because it falls into the category of, what do I have to lose? 314-602-4055. You might find out what I found out. I did not have the best health insurance plan. TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net. That's Jordan Krugman. Well, where do we begin today? We begin by examining the lies that were being told. If the Biden people, if that regime couldn't lie, they couldn't speak. They actually want you to believe that Iran has no link to this massacre of Jews, that Hamas isn't being sponsored by the Iranians and aren't being funded by the Iranians. They say there's no link to that. That's what Anthony Blinken said. John Ratcliffe, who worked in the national security apparatus under President Trump, responds to Blinken saying there's no link to Iran. It, it is comical. That is so disingenuous what Anthony Blinken said. But let's even assume that that's true. What's his explanation for um, at the very moment that he was negotiating to give that $6 billion to, um, uh, in exchange for, uh, to Iran in exchange for U.S. hostages, that Iran was at that very same moment uh, working with Hamas on a plan to take more hostages, including possibly U.S. hostages, in addition to killing, you know, um, hundreds of Israelis and, and Americans. So, uh, you know, and it's not even six, six billion over the course of two years. We've documented how the Biden administration's policies have enriched Iran to the tune of $60 billion by the easing of uh, restrictions, not enforcing sanctions, allowing Iranian oil sales, all of that. And, and the last point on this is to say that there's no link. Look, the best intelligence is direct intelligence. And when Hamas leaders go on camera and thank the IRGC for their participation, that's the equivalent of a signed confession. Yeah. And it's so disingenuous for Anthony Blinken uh, to, to try and spin this as somehow uh, Iran's not involved when so clearly they were. But that's Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken is as weak as Biden is. Have you noticed the overriding qualification to be in the Biden regime? You have to be a weak link. You're just weak. Does Anthony Blinken strike fear into any international entity at all? Does Anthony Blinken command respect on the world stage when he speaks? I mean, it's almost like a little boy, like a, like a little puppy dog. Oh, well, oh shucks. I, I, I guess I should say this. I hope you don't get mad at me, though, for saying it. I Never mind. I didn't really mean it. Don't be mad at me, please. That's the kind of impression he leaves. Every one of these clowns in the Biden communist regime, the Nazis, all fe- all sound that way. Real not They're not even real Nazis. Nazis didn't sound that way. Nazis were brutal. These people believe in the same things as Nazis do. But they're just weak. And we thank God for that. The problem is their weakness is hurting us, is putting us in jeopardy. It took about 11 lunatics from Saudi Arabia and the surrounding areas to cause 9-11 to happen. 
How many do you think have been let in through the southern border? How many do you think are sitting there awaiting orders? Don't know. How many Hamas agents are sitting here awaiting orders? Hezbollah, Jew haters, American haters. I promise you that the people who came into this country through the southern border overwhelmingly don't like America. They were sponsored by terrorists. They were funded by terrorists. They're here because of terrorists. They are terrorists. As one person said to me last night, a friend of mine who's Jewish, what do I care about innocent civilians getting slaughtered in Gaza City when we retaliate? They just grew up to be terrorists anyway. He's right. That entire area needs to be leveled. Just level it and start over and then go after Iran. Now, Tucker Carlson will tell you that I'm a warmonger when I say that. Tucker Carlson needs to climb out of his ass and understand what's actually happening. You know, this this appeasement crap that Tucker espouses is total bullshit. You see how appeasement works. I get it. Tucker doesn't like Lindsey Graham. He doesn't like anyone who talks about going after Iran. Because Tucker is a peacenik. And there's nothing wrong with being in favor of peace. Everybody loves peace. But you get peace by strength. You don't get peace because it's a God-given right. You don't get peace because you let these people trample all over you and slaughter your people and then say, oh, shucks, would you stop doing it? That's not how you get peace, Tucker Carlson. I got news for you. You get peace by being badder than they are. Okay? It's real simple. Just how it works. And the suggestions that Lindsey Graham made last night, and you'll hear them here this morning, are well thought out. I never thought I'd say that about Lindsey Graham. And they're certainly justifiable. And his message is clear and it should be heeded. Now, Biden won't heed it because Biden's a coward. Biden's an appeasement guy. Tucker Carlson should love Biden. Biden thinks appeasing everybody makes sense. You're seeing the results of appeasement now. Appease Iran, here's what happens. Appease these terrorists, here's what happens. What you do is what Trump did with ISIS. You wipe them off the face of the earth. And then you don't have to deal with them. But Hamas and Hezbollah are just the same as ISIS. You've got to get them all. Did you notice when Trump took out Soleimani, that horrendous, heinous criminal general in the Iranian army, that Iran shut their mouths, that they didn't, not a peep was heard from Iran after that? The only mouthing that was done was from American Congress people telling us how bad that was of Trump to do. We couldn't have lived in safer times, more peaceful times than we did with Donald Trump overseeing our safety. But instead now you have people like Jake Sullivan, the White House National Security Advisor, who spoke just 10 days before these attacks about how calm the Middle East was. The Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Now challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program, the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians... But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Why do you think it's significantly reduced? 
Because your intelligence apparatus is incompetent. That's why. Ten days before these attacks took place, this clown is telling you how peaceful the Middle East is. While all of the planning was going on from the Iranians, while Anthony Blinken is negotiating a $6 billion unfreezing of Iranian assets, the Iranians, and by the way, in exchange for hostages, the Iranians were planning to take more hostages. Paying ransom for hostages begets more hostages. Does anybody not understand that? Yes, the United States government doesn't understand it. So what happens? We have at least 11 Americans being held hostage now. At least nine, the number fluctuates, dead. And what does Biden do? He disappears. Can't find him. He's napping. It's what they call putting a lid on the day. Biden put a lid on the day early yesterday. I mean, after all, he was at a barbecue Sunday at the White House, so that took the oomph out of him, I guess, for the rest of the week. Barbecue. The irony is not lost that while he's barbecuing, Jews are burning. He doesn't care. Biden doesn't care. The bastard Palestinians and their ilk who are stomping on American and Israeli flags in the streets of New York City should be deported immediately. This open border crap has gone long and far enough. You're going to hear Robert Kennedy Jr. here later in the show announcing his run as an independent, and in that announcement described how he originally thought if you didn't favor the border being open for people, you were perhaps racist. He actually thought that. To his credit, he admits how wrong he was. Better to be late to the party than to not show up at all. We have 31 groups of Harvard students who claim they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. This is Harvard. Remember, these are the people at Harvard and Yale who will eventually take over the power broker jobs in this country. They always do. You'll hear from Alan Dershowitz, who's a Harvard constitutional law professor and is Jewish. And you'll hear his outrage. John Radcliffe, it's pretty simple to see how this happened, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it is pretty it is pretty simple. This was an intelligence failure, and it was in part because the Biden administration changed the priorities. President Trump correctly outlined under the national intelligence priority frameworks, we, we focused on the eradication of uh, the ISIS caliphate, which we achieved, and we focused on Islamic terrorist regime, Iran, minimizing their influence. We were very successful. The first thing Joe Biden did when he came into office was to scramble all of that and to state clearly that the intelligence community would focus on our top national security threat, climate change. Uh, since that time, he's added uh, focusing on domestic violent extremists, which they have defined to include parents and Catholics and even now Trump supporters. <laughs> and it's true. This clown is worried about Catholics, parents, Trump supporters, climate change, but not Hamas, not Iran. I mean, we've cozied up to Iran 
under this regime and Obama's regime, we have befriended Iran. Can you imagine what those mullahs think while they sit there and whatever drink they drink? I don't know. The Russians drink vodka. The Chinese, I guess, drink sake, sake, sake. I don't know what the Iranians drink, but they're over there toasting each other, just mocking Biden, saying that if we can do anything to keep this clown in office, let's do it because we have a free run of the world. So do the Chinese. By the way, you're going to find out that the Chinese are behind this as well. Gordon Chang, who is uh, the penultimate Chinese expert, will weigh in this morning. Wait till you hear that. You're not going to want to miss that. But this country is disintegrated so badly that you now have network reporters like this Kristen Welker arguing with Nikki Haley that it's irresponsible to claim the $6 billion that the O'Bidens unfroze, those assets for the Iranians, were not used in sponsoring these attacks. Nikki Haley's having none of it. Hold that allegation without any evidence or proof? I actually think it was irresponsible for Secretary Blinken to say that the $6 billion doesn't weigh in here. I mean, let's be honest with the American people and understand that Hamas knows and Iran knows they're moving money around as we speak because they know $6 billion is going to be released. That's the reality. When I was at the United Nations, you saw that when those planes full of cash sent by Obama to Iran, I went to the International Atomic Energy Agency. I met with them. What happened? was those funds were sent to Hezbollah in Lebanon. They were sent to Hamas in Gaza. They were sent to the Houthis in Yemen. They go and spread terrorism every time they get a dollar. It doesn't go to the Iranian people. It does go to terrorist attacks. And Secretary Blinken's just wrong to imply that this money is not being moved around as we speak and, and yet to Ambassador, hurt those that and, love freedom. And yet, Ambassador, there's just no proof of that yet. This is just the hours after that immediate attack. Is it irresponsible to level that charge when you really don't have any evidence of that at this point in time. The evidence is look at what the Iranian people have done to freedom-loving people around the world. Look at what the Iranian people, the Iranian regime has done to threaten Israel over the years. To think that they're not moving money around is irresponsible to say that to the American people. Can you imagine that? It's irresponsible. Is it irresponsible to level that charge, says Kristen Welker? Are you, how dumb are you? Do you not understand that if I have six billion here and you claim it's frozen, and I have ten billion over here that I'm going to use for, uh, medical supplies, you're allowing me to use the six billion for medical supplies, so I'll simply transfer the ten billion to terrorist activities and then move the six billion to medical supplies. Do you not understand that? Or is Kristen Welker and every NBC reporter that unmitigatedly stupid. And I believe they are that stupid. That was an exercise in stupidity right there. I would imagine that Nikki Haley was scratching her head thinking, am I talking to this dumb shit? Why am I talking to her? I'm lowering my own IQ by even speaking to this moron. People in this country are so stupid that you lower your IQ when you talk to them. You can't help them. They're too dumb. It's impossible to educate the willingly stupid. You can't educate them. They don't want to hear it. They're too dumb. That woman couldn't figure out that simple formula. And it's simple. It's as easy as it can be. And she couldn't figure it out. 
And she kept coming back to it. I got the feeling as I was watching Nikki Haley's just thinking, my God, this woman actually has a job. She's actually questioning me. It's incredible how dumb these people are. Good morning, Joey. How are you? King, good morning. How are you? I am, as always, doing well. You know, King, uh, and uh, I'm going to try not to go too long here, but you know, I'm so frustrated with the media coverage of this Israeli situation. I mean, as we know, we know how the media is in general. The, the, the problem with this whole thing, and, and a, a brief history lesson here, first of all, over here in America, we don't have a clue. We, we don't have an effing clue what's going on with this situation over there. This situation is truly biblical, and, and you know that as a Christian. I mean, this goes back to the Bible, way back into the Old Testament with Moses. And, you know, the, the Jews were in Egypt. They were enslaved. They wandered to the desert for years. They were promised the land of milk and honey. They arrived in the region, which is now Israel. Now, this is why there's a, this would be the Muslim argument. When they got there, there were already people there, the Canaanites, and that's when you had Joshua fighting them and the walls of Jericho falling and all that. And some historians will argue that the Canaanites were the ancestors of the modern Muslim. That, you know, that, that's, that's debatable. It's hard to say. One way or another, that's what happens. Then, a thousand years later, the Crusades happen. The Muslims come in and they kick the Jews back out. The, the, the English and the French come and try to help them and basically sort of fail. And then the Muslims take over and rule the area. Where, where things really get, get interesting, though, and where we totally miss the boat here in the West is what happened after World War II. So the generations the jews were essentially expelled from their homeland and that's why they were all over europe and that's why they were there to be you know picked apart by hitler because the jews were a people with no country and they were spread all over europe and you know parts of russia parts of asia so after world war ii the british and french who were controlling israel at the time which was called the state of palestine and again, it was primarily Muslims living there. The British and the French felt bad for what had happened in the Holocaust for obvious and legitimate reasons. And then they just kind of said, well, let's just recreate. This is the British and French who did this, not the Americans, not the Jews themselves, because they didn't even have a country. They had no power. The, the British and French decided to create Israel out of thin air in 1945. And they said, OK, here it is. We, we brought it back. The problem is there was already people living there. And then they told all the Jews in Europe who'd survived the Holocaust, go ahead and move back. You guys can have it back. So, of course, those people went. They, they didn't they weren't going to turn it down. You know, they'd been wanting to get back there for generations. But it's not their fault that the stupid British and French decided, you know what? We're just going to create this and not even worry about moving the people that have been living there. So that created wars, which cost all kinds of lives of Jews in the 60s and in the 50s and 60s with those wars that occurred during that time period and probably pretty much created modern terrorism. And all of it was done by stupid decisions by European countries. And the Jews just kind of got caught in the middle. And of course, they were going to fight the Muslims because they, they were told the land was theirs by somebody else. 
and now we've got this situation where, oh, the Jews are so horrible and they're doing apartheid or whatever, yet these Muslim terrorists are, are raping people in the streets. So, you know, the perspective here is just completely warped. It's beyond warped. And when, when you hear someone like Kristen Welker, the Ayatollah over in, in, in Iran has stated publicly, as soon as that money was claimed by Blinken to be for medical purposes only, <laughs> that we'll use it any way we see fit. And this dumbass is questioning Nikki Haley about evidence. There's exactly. your evidence. Like John Ratcliffe said, when they go on television and admit it, that's your evidence, you dope. I mean, how unmitigatedly stupid are these people? But Kristen Walker isn't a white woman, so she gets any job she wants, despite her stupidity. She gets a pass, and it's another example, Kevin, of we're we're meddling in this situation that that as I just you know laid out is you know thousands of years old. It, there's two words that we need to resolve all these problems because you can talk about Ukraine and Russia also. The two words are George Washington. George Washington, our greatest president, our first president, he warned everyone, you know, 250 years ago, he warned everybody, hey, don't meddle in foreign affairs. Let's be isolationist. Let's stay here. We don't understand these things in the other parts of the world. We don't want to be like England and, you know, having a big empire take care of America, you know, and who the only president who said that since George Washington was Donald Trump <laughs> and, and he gets in trouble for it. Oh, that's national nationalism. That's a bad word. Stick to America. Stop funding foreign wars. Stop sticking your nose into foreign wars. Stop acting like you understand cultures that you don't have a damn clue about. Well, that, there's no question about all of that. There, there are times when we have to defend our interests, but we don't right. have to involve ourselves in their proxy wars or their all-out wars. And, and funding of terrorist regimes couldn't be any more bizarre than it is. I, 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 someone someday should explain the logic behind that. Of course, they're all lining their own pockets. That's the only logic that we can come up with. Of course they are. And, and there's, no, there's nothing else. There, there's just no other answer. And you look at Ukraine, and you reported this yesterday, Kevin, and you weren't the only one who reported other reputable sources. I, a few reputable sources reported this. You know, most, of course, will not. Some of these weapons that they used came straight from Ukraine because, you know, Zelensky sold them because Ukraine's not using them because they're getting their butt kicked in this war, and they don't even need the weapons. Anymore. They're, they're, they're barely hanging on. We're getting all this stuff about, oh, Russia's losing. Russia is not losing. Russia hasn't been trying. Right. Russia's only committed about 20% of their force. <laughs> they're, they're I, I'm not sure what the them. logic is behind Putin, but you're exactly right. He's toying with Ukraine, maybe to embarrass us and maybe to just, <laughs> maybe, maybe to bankrupt us. I mean, we keep sending billions of dollars and it's never, none of it's going to military weaponry. It, no. It's all going to the corrupt bastards in the United States and Ukraine. I mean, it, it's it, it's insane. And then and then that's the other thing you reported yesterday. The other weapons that the, that Hamas used, of course, are the ones we left in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, we we reported that yesterday on our show. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Biden's world. I mean, it, it, Biden has got two wars going now, and you know, and we, we we were talking yesterday. I mean, Trump was the Trump was the first president in a hundred years that that didn't have any wars on his watch anywhere as president. Well, we actually have three now. We yeah. have Russia, <laughs> the we war have against Israel, the and we have the war against the American people. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, it, it's you know, 
even people that can detract against Trump as much as they as they want. And, you know, and, and there's some things I disagree with with Trump, but there's a lot of things I don't. He was a genius with foreign policy, which is actually amazing it because really... the man had, the man had no experience. Right? He was a businessman. You would expect him to be good with the economy, which he was. But he was a genius with foreign policy. And I think it's because he got good advice from from Kushner, who dealt with the Arabs. I mean, he he had all of these countries scared to death of him. Jared Kushner was invaluable in terms of knowledge, but it was Donald Trump's way of dealing with people that had them afraid of him. Right. And, I mean, and, and they knew that he meant business. And that's how you, you – again, Tucker Carlson, kiss my ass. You right. don't – you Come on. do not keep the peace by appeasing mortal enemies, you moron. How stupid is that concept even? How can Tucker be that dumb? But he is. Did he not learn anything from, from Neville Chamberlain in World War II? It, 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 and the thing about Trump, you know, they'll criticize him. Oh, he was a strong man. He wanted to be a dictator. Okay, he wasn't. A, if he was a dictator, he would have got the military to keep him in office on January 6th. That didn't happen. He left. But the thing is, you have to be... When you look at these people, these moolahs that have 15 wives and have no understanding of modern culture, when you look at Rocket Man in North Korea, when you look at Putin, these guys are strong men. They aren't going to respect anybody unless someone else intimidates them to the point right. where, you know what, I might put a nuke up your ass. Right. That's the only, that's the only language they understand. <laughs> that's the only thing they understand. And it's, isn't it funny how the Iranians shut their mouth when Soleimani got blown up? Yeah, all, all of a sudden, they were, they were silent. And yet, the only people criticizing Trump were the United States people. It's oh, beautiful. my goodness. We are the most ass-backward country that God ever created. God gave us all of these riches, and all we are is ass-backward morons. You couldn't have said it any better, Kevin. And that's why Trump is so effective, because he was the only president with balls big enough, to, and, and he didn't give a crap to just go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to tell these guys, you know, I've got the biggest, most powerful military arsenal in the world, so go away. <laughs> yeah, you're like a fly. And, and when, when, when we find you, we're going to kill you. And then we did. Oh, man. Anyway, Kevin, great show. <clears throat> I won't take any more of your time, but uh, I, I will say, though, real quickly, that, you know, you just read for, for Jordan Krugman, and I've said this before. Jordan Krugman, you know, and the listeners out there, this guy really is as good as Kevin's saying. I mean, because I actually didn't even need, I didn't even need health insurance because I've got, I've got employer provided, but I called him. I got life insurance for my, myself, my wife. We had a, we had a new baby recently. I called him back. He got life insurance for the baby. And then I, I called him again and he was able, he, he couldn't do it directly, but he got me to someone that could do estate planning and uh, wills and trusts and all that. And he, he did that for me and a friend of mine. So any services like that you need, this guy knows how to find them. Well, I appreciate that, Joey. And I'm sure Jordan does too. We, we thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't say anything about our sponsors that isn't true. And people can no. check me on it by calling them. Absolutely. You have a great day, King. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate the, uh, the history lesson. Thank you. Good stuff. And, and, and spot on. Joey's spot on on every one of those points. And folks, it doesn't matter what you think of Trump. People like Tucker Carlson need to shut their mouths. You're just a little coward. You're a little wimpy bastard. You know, what, 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 what a war. It's not a war. It's standing up and saying, don't mess with us because if you do, there will be consequences. That's why the Jews have been able to survive. 
How do you think a, a small little country like that, the size of Rhode Island, can survive with every single surrounding country as an, as an arch enemy? They survive because they won't take anybody's crap. We are on the verge of not surviving anymore in this gigantic country because we appease everybody or try to, even the terrorists, even the people who are hell-bent on destroying us, the Biden and the Democrats and the liberals and all of the illegals that we allow in this country are hell-bent on appeasement. Neville Chamberlain. I'll tell you, it's, it's a dangerous country that we've created. It's not a dangerous country that was given to us. It's a dangerous country that we've created, the one we live in now. And it's dangerous. And if people don't start waking up, it's not going to get any better. Robert O'Brien is a former national security advisor. And he knows that they've clearly been moving this money around. Look, if you're paid $6 billion for five hostages, you can call it ransom, you can call it unfreezing of assets, you can call it a gift, you can call it whatever you want, but if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And the American people aren't stupid. They know what happened. The Iranians now have $6 billion that they can use for food, and so they can take the money that they're currently spending for food and spend it for terrorism, like they've done here in in Surat and other towns in Israel, slaughtering people. So we ought to refreeze that money immediately, and we ought to send a very stern message to the Iranians that if this nonsense isn't, you know, knocked off right away, that the U.S. is going to be knocking on their door with a lot more than a, than a handful of cash. Carpe diem to Robert O'Brien. That's how you deal with them. By the way, I've been informed that Iraqi sake is the Iranian drink of choice. It's moonshine over in Iran. It usually contains about 50% alcohol. But since it's produced without any quality control, people say it goes up to 80% alcohol. <laughs> One little drink of that and those Iranian mullahs are running around screaming for war. Those psychopaths, the Ayatollah. Joe Concha gets it too. The $6 billion, it's just common sense, Kirsten, Kristen Welker. $6 billion goes to Iran just a couple of months ago, and now Hamas is emboldened to launch an attack like this. Because there isn't a direct dot, like an ATM withdrawal that says, okay, we purchased these weapons based on the $6 billion. The point is that they knew they had the credit. They knew that that money was coming, that it was there, and that they could go ahead with this. And we even saw in the media yesterday, not all, I think a lot of the reporting has been just based on what's going on the ground, but in, in some quarters, this whole notion that, well, we can't really connect this back to Iran until Hamas's spokesman literally said that Iran helped fund this and fuel this horrific attack. Israel's 9-11, we've seen the images, they are horrific, and it is all because Iran is funding Hamas, and we funded Iran, we being the Biden administration, and there is no spinning this because it's unspinnable, Carl. It is unspinnable. Unspinnable. No question about it. That needs to be understood. But Kristen Walker thinks that she can spin it. This is the problem with media people. Rather than use a functioning brain, which you assume they have, but they don't, they can't figure out simple things, so their immediate reaction is to say, well, you can't prove it. So, in other words, we didn't see Joe Biden taking money from Hunter, but of course it flowed into all the Biden bank accounts after Joe Biden uses influence in meetings and phone calls. 
So we're to believe that, oh, well, we didn't see the money get transferred. Of course you didn't. You never will. But you see the results of it. You see the Biden homes. You see the lavish lifestyle. How did you get that on 175000 a year? So we don't need that. That's called circumstantial evidence, stupid-ass Kristen Welker. The mob has already detailed how that works. The mobsters don't get the money after it's laundered right through the bank. They wait a while, and they get it later, stupid-ass. Just stop being so damn dumb, would you please? Newt Gingrich, what should Biden do with the $6 billion right now? Biden can make a real contribution this evening. There is $6 billion sitting in a bank in gutter that has not been released to Iran. Biden Biden should prove he really favors uh, being active by simply freezing that money, taking it away from the Iranians. Uh, It could, for example, uh, be turned over to the Israelis to be used to rebuild all the things that Hamas has destroyed in the last four days. That would be an intelligent, active step to strengthen Israel and to weaken Iran. That would be brilliant, actually. Carpe diem to Newt Gingrich. He's right on this one. Take that money. Instead of unfreezing it for the Iranians, take the money, turn it over to the Israelis and say, here's where the money that you were going to get is going. And it's going to replace the damage you caused. Now keep it up. And the next thing you know, we're going to come after your ass. And that's the way it has to be. This worthless regime sent John Kirby out yesterday to argue that climate change is much more of a threat than terrorism. Try try to wrap your head around that now. I just said it. It was the first time you may have heard it. So let's go through it slowly. This regime thinks climate change is a much more severe threat to this country than is terrorism. Keep in mind, we have allowed countless, who knows how many, terrorist sleeper cells into this country through the southern border without vetting them, without checking them. They're here. They've assimilated all throughout the country. They're everywhere. There will be a coordinated attack on this country at some point in the not-too-distant future. You don't have to give me evidence of that. I know it. I'm not stupid. People like Kristen Welker are stupid. So that attack is coming. Now, whose fault is that? Is that Donald Trump's fault? I got news for you. If Donald Trump gets reelected, it won't happen for those four years. But if he isn't reelected, my guess is it will happen during that four years. They're not going to test Trump. They've already tested him, and they failed. He succeeded. And we need a gunslinger in that crazy-ass White House. So here's Kirby arguing with Martha McCallum that climate change is much more important. Finally, this liberal Martha McCallum stood up and actually now is realizing, I think, how dumb am I to have joined forces with these liberals? He said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. Obviously, Israel right now, certainly uh, Ukraine over the last almost two years now, uh, we are big enough and powerful enough and effective enough nation to be able to look after all these disparate national security threats. And one of them absolutely is climate change. 
I mean, if it wasn't so sad, so pathetic, you would just laugh at it, right? Unbelievable. This is, these are the people leading this country, okay? So the, the smart ones, you know, they're the smart ones. And by the way, if you want evidence, Kirsten Welker, of Biden telling us how climate change is the only real threat, here it is. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Is that, is that incredible? That's more of a threat than a nuclear war. And then you have John Kirby saying, well, that, that's a fact. A fact? A fact according to whom? Who's ever said that's a fact? He says, that's science, Martha. It's a fact. No, it's not. It's a lie. It's been a lie since Al Gore started screaming about it. And almost hemorrhaging at the deal over there in Davos, where all the crooks get together. It's not a fact. It's a lie. It's a lie. Let me repeat it for you. This climate change hoax is a lie. It's been a lie since they started telling it. Why they insist on telling it is beyond me. Obviously, there's money in it for them, or they wouldn't do it. Prime Minister of Israel spoke last night. Benjamin Netanyahu, what kind of savages are these people that attacked innocent children, innocent concert goers, shot kids in the face to the point where they're unrecognizable, anally raped children, and then paraded them around naked on trucks and women as well? What kind of savages are these subhuman people? We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, They've made a mistake of historic proportions. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. They are. They're also Hezbollah. They burned people alive. And these people like Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush blame the Israelis. They put Palestinian flags outside their office. The people in New York and the people at Harvard and Yale are demonstrating against the Israelis. There needs to be a civil war in this country, and we need to take on these Palestinians that are in this country. We need to fight them right now in the streets. We need to take them on. We need to eliminate them from this country. We don't need them. This country needs to stop, not only as Joey, the caller, was just saying a minute ago, we need to stop getting involved in foreign affairs like we do in these foreign wars and funding all this crap. We need to stop allowing ourselves to think that we're this great melting pot of civilization. We don't need those people in this country. We don't want them. I don't care about them. They do nothing but come here take advantage of the great bounty that they can gain by living here and then try to destroy this country from within. Why do we want them here? In my book, the first Palestinian in this country should be the last. Get rid of them. They're bad news. Byland and Garland, 
the little the little uh, Nazi Jew attorney general. We've got a Jewish Nazi as attorney general. They think you and I are the threat to this country, not the sleeper cells that they've allowed in. This MAGA threat is a threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions. But it's also a threat to the character of our nation. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Racially motivated violent extremists as a group are, are the most dangerous uh, of the domestic violent extremist groups. And within that, the white supremacists are the most dangerous and most lethal. So let me follow that. The MAGA Republicans are the most dangerous group, the most dangerous threat to our country. And within that subgroup, there, or within that group, there's a subgroup known as white supremacists that they coined themselves. Of course, they don't exist, but they coined them. Those are the most dangerous threat to our country, not the sleeper cells that they've allowed in here, not all the terrorists who want to destroy us, not the Iranians, you and me, Trump supporters. That's who they were talking about. That's how vile the people that run this country are. There was a um, person who wrote a book. It's just out, by the way, and it's about Biden. And the author said that he was trying to find something in his life that would humanize Biden, and he couldn't find it. Nothing. Biden covered up for his brother. Did you know that? His brother Frank in a hit and run that killed a person out in California. Probably didn't know that. But he did. And as this um, author writes, Alex Marlowe is his name, though I tried to locate the humanity in Joe Biden time and again, I was shocked at how infrequently I was able to do that. Because there is no humanity in this guy. He's a rodent. And of course, does Biden really stand with Israel? Oh, he pops his head out every six hours or so and says, I stand with Israel. But as Judge Jeanine Pirro pointed out, the White House had the gay flag flying over it for a month. Where's the Israeli flag? First of all, other countries have the flag of Israel flying in their embassies. We're talking about Australia, Austria, Beijing, Russia, Germany, France, UK, Bulgaria. The White House was cloaked with pride flags for a month, but not with the flag of Israel. When 11 Americans died over there that we know of, and we don't know how many are hostage. No, we don't. And Biden will never find out. (laughs) That's for sure. And when you look at Harvard and Yale and you see these students demonstrating in favor of the Palestinians, in favor of the terrorists, in favor of Hamas, and against the Jews and Israel, Israel, it makes your blood boil. And I'm not Jewish. But I can't imagine me being more angry if I were Jewish. Alan Dershowitz is Jewish. He's also an esteemed professor of constitutional law at Harvard and has been for decades. He's outraged by the Harvard students and Obama, who refused to even issue a statement about these attacks until late last night. And Dershowitz spoke before Obama even issued a statement. Nobody could have imagined this raping, raping Jewish women 
killing Jewish babies, and Harvard law students are supporting it. Harvard law students are supporting it. A group of about 30 Harvard Jewish, uh, Harvard organizations uh, has supported Hamas and said this is all the blame of Israel. Women being raped is the fault of, of Israel. Uh, Barack Obama hasn't said an effing word about this. Um, uh, you can imagine if, if this were directed against any other minority. No. The president of Harvard hasn't said a word uh, about this. The president of Yale, uh, there's a demonstration today of Yale students. Um, City University of New York Law School uh, students uh, put all the blame for this on Israel. These are our future leaders. These are the people today who are being educated to become the heads of our legislative, executive, and judicial branch, the heads of the New York Times. We are a country in moral crisis when you get our future leaders defending rapists and murderers and putting the blame on innocent people who just went to a a concert. I have a lot of respect for Alan Dershowitz, and I have respect for his comments. But I would say to him this, these are the very people you've consorted with your entire life. Yeah, Obama hasn't issued a effing word because that's who he is. But he's one of your darlings. You voted for him twice. You voted for Biden. You voted for Hillary Clinton. These are the people you vote for. The ones you support. And now you're seeing their real true colors. But you're an educated man. You're a very smart guy. How could you not see them as they were? It took this to wake you up? And I'm not even sure if it'll wake him up. He'll still vote for liberals. You better wake up, dude. The only people supporting Israel are conservatives. And always have. Why, I don't know, because the Jewish voting bloc in the United States votes against conservatives all the time. I saw a, a, a Jewish leader on C, on MSNBC yesterday... And I wasn't watching MSNBC, don't get me wrong. I saw the clip. I, I thought of playing it, but then I thought, this guy makes me sick. This is a Jewish leader. He's pissed off at MSNBC because people on their air are siding with the terrorists. So he goes on their air and he says, I love this network. I love what it stands for. But I can't believe what I'm hearing. You love that network. What have the psychopath liberals on that network ever done for the Jewish population in this country? Name one thing. They don't stand with you. You love the people on that network. You love that network. What's wrong with you people? I used to have great respect for the intelligence level of the Jewish population, but I don't anymore. I think the Jewish population is populated with a bunch of damn fools. What in the hell is wrong with Jews in this country? Or worldwide, for that matter. You support all of these people who are against you. When did you become so illiterate? I don't know. I don't understand it. It's a great mystery to me. Always has been. You might as well support the Nazis, because that's who you're supporting. And you're Jewish. My God, what? where did you make the wrong turn? Here's Lindsey Graham's message to Biden and the squad. 
to the Biden administration, your appeasement policies toward Iran is not working. To the squad, shut the hell up. You're emboldening the enemy. You're a disgrace to the United States Congress. You're siding with terrorists over a democracy called Israel. Uh, you've lost your perspective here. I, I'm confident most Democrats do not agree with the squad. Bottom line is Biden and Obama have appeased the Iranians to the point of where we are today. It's exactly what's happened. And they need to shut up, but they won't because they're big mouths. But why doesn't Dershowitz, as a leading Jewish member of the community, focus his outrage on people like Rashida Tlaib, one of his darling Democrats? Where, where is the, uh, I understand the outrage at the Harvard Law students and the CUNY Law students and the Yale president and the Harvard president, none of which, all liberal freaks, none of which have issued statements condemning this. But those are your people, Dershowitz. Those are the people you hang with. You go to the Hamptons with them. You go to all the fancy parties with them. And you love that society. They've ostracized you. And now you're finding out what they really think of you. And yet you'll still vote for them. For Tucker Carlson, here's Lindsey Graham's suggestion for killing our hostages or harming any of Americans? Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American or Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Carpe diem, Lindsey Graham. He's right. Blow their refineries into smithereens. Apparently there's four big ones. This is their lifeblood. Of course, who gave them that? Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden gave them all this freedom to produce all this oil, make all this money to fund terrorism. It's all they do. But Mr. Appeasement, once again, Aaron Cohen is a former military member of one of the Jewish um, I don't want to say paramilitary, but one of their special forces. Let's put it that way. And he understands that the Biden crew has no idea what's going on. Do they, Aaron Cohen? I, no, I don't. I think that this administration is uh, what we say in Hebrew is uh, in the clouds. And uh, the reason why is because this administration is, is partially to blame for the funding of Iran, which has uh, uh, been a longtime supporter of Hamas and Hezbollah. It's going to lead to a multi-attack front, a multi-attack front against Israel. Israel's got to deal with the Hezbollah in the north. They're going to have to deal with assets in Syria and in Jordan. 
Uh, Israel is dealing with a hostage crisis right now of biblical proportions since uh, probably in the history of modern warfare. So, no, I don't. However, I will say this. The Israeli special operations community and the U.S. special operations community, DevGrew, SEAL Team 6, the ones who uh, rescued Captain yeah, Richards. Tight. Delta Force, yeah, they're tight. They train together. They exchange information. They were part of a very secretive unit, which I'm not going to get into here. But I will tell you that my understanding is that there are Israeli and American assets right now working together just in case there are American hostages who may have been taken into those tunnels into Gaza. We fully support the Americans, and the Americans fully support us, and our joint operations are stronger than ever, so stand by. Uh, I think we're about to see some magic here. Carpe diem to Aaron Cohen. These special op guys are not to be messed with. And it's good news to hear that the Israeli version and our version of those two units work together. They're tight. Despite the government, they're tight. They'll carry it out themselves. We're about to see some magic here. I love that. I love hearing it. It's incredible, isn't it? Aaron Cohen knows what he's talking about. And what hostage units do the Israelis have ready right now, Aaron Cohen? Uh, uh, Israel's no uh, minor when it comes to, or or no uh, uh, B-League when it comes to hostage rescue operations. Israel may not have invented hostage rescue. However, they perfected the playbook, uh, going all the way back to 1976, the Entebbe raid in Uganda, Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's old unit, the General Staff Reconnaissance Unit. This is our Tier 1 asset. They report directly to the Chief of Staff. All they do is train to make entry into structures, fire with a high degree of selectivity, and very quickly. Israel also has a unit called the Imam, uh, the Yechidat Miuchedet Mishtartit, which is their national hostage rescue team. It's one of the top three units in the world. These two units have been working simultaneously along with some other special operations assets to actively rescue hostages inside of Israel as we speak. Now that's interesting. They're already rescuing hostages. I saw a report where they had already rescued 20. Aaron Cohen, how complicated will this get? And are they already rescuing hostages as we, not only as we speak, but ongoing. What the battlefield or what the operations are going to start to permeate into and where it gets complicated is being able to extract those hostages from Gaza. And the reason why is because hostage rescue is very similar to a cold case when you're dealing with a murder. The longer you wait after the body has been put down, the harder it is to figure out who committed the crime. In this case, the longer we wait to find out where those uh, hostages are being held, the harder it is for Mossad and Shin Bet, our intelligence agencies, to be able to locate those hostages. What's going to happen is they're going to start to get moved around. So Israel is on the clock right now. Two missions were conducted this morning by the imam successfully with some light injuries to the imam operatives. About 20 people were rescued. But there's another 100-plus people who've been taken over that border somewhere between 60 and 100. I don't have exact numbers from my sources from my old unit. However, conducting those operations, I believe, will mean using the smokescreen as a diversion once this counteroffensive is initiated by the Israel Defense Forces. And at that point, uh, the General Staff Reconnaissance Unit, the Israel National Police Imam Unit, will then begin to work simultaneously at multiple structures under the guise of the confusion, which will be led primarily by the Givati mm-hmm. Brigade's infantry unit 
and buy other special operations assets. It's going to be technical. It's going to be violent. But Israel, I can assure you, is a master at this craft. God, I love hearing that. I love hearing that guy talk. You don't hear any American people talking like that. These guys aren't messing around. They're already in there rescuing hostages. They're not waiting. Biden would be sitting there waiting, trying to talk to people. You heard what he said. It's just like a cold case. First 24 to 48 hours, you got to move or they'll relocate them. Keep moving them around while they're not parading them after they've abused them and raped them. These people are subhuman people. And then you have to hear that spokesman for the Palestinian Authority going in front of the United Nations and telling everybody how they're not subhuman people and that it's all Israel's fault. It's been Israel's fault for decades. Put that guy to his misery too. Arrest him, try him, convict him, hang him if you have to. These bastards need to go. This mess has been going on far too long, and our caller Joey was right. George Washington was spot on. Keep your nose out of it. You wouldn't have to go blow up Iran if you weren't funding them, you jackasses. But now you got to blow them up. I've always been an isolationist, a fan of isolationism, always. That's not to say you cut yourself off from the rest of the world, but it is to say you keep your nose out of their business. It's just unbelievable. And then we've got this uh, clown show running our country who appears every, I guess when the moon comes out, Biden shows up and says, I stand with Israel, and then puts a picture out that he's supposedly working. He's sitting at a desk. (laughs) Here I am working. (laughs) He may be propped up. You can't tell. Ari Fleischer is Jewish. He was the spokesman for the Bush regime. He has not been an anti-Trumper, but he hasn't always been a fan of Trump. But now he is. Isn't it funny how all of a sudden... All of these Jewish leaders, these Jewish spokespeople, all of a sudden recognized that Trump was their safest, safest blanket of security. Boy, was the world a safer place under Donald Trump. Look, you, you know, what we have to recognize as Americans and around the world is we're dealing with the heirs to the attack of September 11th. There is no difference between Hamas and Al-Qaeda. We're dealing with the heirs to ISIS, the butchers who behead people burn people alive. This is what we're dealing with with Hamas. This is why they attacked Israel. There is no justice in anything that Hamas does or stands for or seeks. They want the destruction of the only democratic state in the region, the only Jewish state on the globe. They want it destroyed. And that's the ideology we're dealing with. And there's only one way to deal with it. And that's through force. The United States has to be strong, which we're not. The United States helped make this happen by giving Iran the money we gave Iran, by giving Iran the sanctions relief we gave Iran. And that is Joe Biden who did that. Donald Trump didn't do that. A tweet by Donald Trump didn't do that. Joe Biden did it by design. Well, it's good to know that you're finally joining the party, Ari Fleischer, and figuring it all out. Keep in mind what Lindsey Graham said is accurate. He spoke to both the Saudi representatives and the Israeli representatives, and both of them stand strongly together forging a peace alliance that they've been working on.
This was all started, by the way, by Jared Kushner in the Trump administration. But both say that this is not going to hinder that. Now, that's what the Iranians want. They want to split up any peace negotiations between the Israelis and the Saudis. But do you remember when John Kerry, remember when Kerry was meeting with the Iranians behind the United States and President Trump's back? Do you remember that? Everybody wondered what was going on there? Maybe we have our answer. And Robert Malley, who is Biden's recently fired special envoy to Iran, apparently was under Iran's influence. Can we see his bank records? How about Hunter's bank records? All of them. Kerry. Joe Biden. The Gaza Strip will cease to exist. That's going to happen. And when these Israeli special ops forces go in that Aaron Cohen described to seek and rescue hostages, they're going to do more than that. And then when their job is done, the tanks are rolling in. Or or as he said, they may start the tank warfare to distract from the special ops forces. These guys know what they're doing. Thank God our special ops forces are acting in concert with them. Pretty incredible, though. Robert O'Brien, the former National Security Advisor, has a message to Iran regarding our hostages. Number one, we need to make sure that Iran knows that they're going to be held personally responsible. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard leadership and the, the Iranian government leadership needs to understand that if those American hostages, this isn't just an Israeli issue now, if those American hostages are harmed in Gaza, we're going to hold them personally responsible. That message needs to go to them and go to them clearly. Couldn't agree more. But remember, when you negotiate with terrorists and pay them for hostage release, you're going to get more hostages. That's the inevitable next step. Everyone warned Biden of that. Everyone with a functioning brain understood that's how it works. He doesn't understand it. But everybody else does. And incredibly, lo and behold, we have more hostages taken by Iran. And they haven't done anything with the $6 billion, Biden. Not a thing. This former Palestinian information minister by the name of Mustafa Bargoti was on CNN. And this questioner said that the the entire world sees what kind of savages you have. What is your reaction to that? That's one way of putting it, but it's not true. I think Hamas mainly attacked military establishments, military installations. And most of the people they have arrested and uh, taken as uh, war, uh, war prisoners are military people. I do not accept attacking any civilian. You miserable rodent MFR. Hamas attacked just police. Were, were, were those policemen that they took hostage at the concert, were those policemen? Were those women and children that they raped and then put on display naked, were those police people? You effing liar. Everything out of that place is a lie. Every Palestinian word is a lie. Every single one of them are liars. Victor Davis Hansen, am I wrong? Yeah, well, everything that comes out 
of the West Bank and Gaza is a lie. They're mendacious. And CNN knows that. And yet they're so wedded to this left-wing narrative and their viewers and the base of the Democratic Party is joined at the hip with this left-wing pro-Hamas movement. They can't do anything. People warned, when Biden came into office, Laura, people warned him not to resume aid to the Palestinians and in Gaza. And his own State Department warned him that it would be fungible. They warned him not to give money to Iran. They warned him not to do this Iran hostage deal. They warned him not to uh, drop the sanctions. People warned, everybody warned him not to appoint Robert Malley, who's now under investigation by the FBI. He was their Iran nuclear negotiator. They wanted to get back in the Iran deal. They said, this guy is not reliable. He's an anti-Semite. And what he's under investigation for maybe espionage, but surely dissemination of classified documents. And then, so this is completely what you'd expect. And Joe Biden is nowhere to be seen. Every Four or five hours, he pops up and says he stands with Israel, and then he disappears. That's what he does. Pops up, issues a statement, disappears. Let's keep in mind the, the facts. Obama sent $1.7 billion in cash to Iran in 2016. Then he sent Palestine $221 million on pallets of cash in 2017. Then Biden unfroze $6 billion in assets for Iranian use this year. Then the Iranians fund Hamas. Hamas attacks Israel. A thousand plus Israelis are dead, plus at least 11 Americans. And Obama doesn't even issue a tweet about it until late last night. Are you starting to get the picture that Obama and O'Biden are two of the most evil creatures on the face of the earth? And that neither one of them care who dies as long as they get wealthy? And as long as they keep their influence, too, by the way. That's always an important piece to egomaniacs, of which Biden and Obama are charter members, the egomaniac psychopath club. Eric Fleischer, what if Hamas gets sleeper cells inside of our borders and on our streets? Do you think for a second, if they could get into the United States, they wouldn't do this and butcher Americans, innocent Americans and grandmothers and children here on our streets? If they get into this country, they will do the exact same because that's who they are. And that's who Trump eliminates. So maybe you should get on board, Ari Fleischer, and break your chain to the Bush family. Maybe all of these, these, these idiots will start waking up now, all the never-Trumpers, and understand that the only way to peace is strength. Ronald Reagan knew it. Donald Trump knows it. As Joey, our caller, said, George Washington knew it. George Washington knew to keep our nose out of foreign affairs. Donald Trump knew the same. Amazingly, no war under Donald Trump. Who's the other president that you could make that claim in the last 50 years? I don't think you can. Retired General Jack Keane usually has some keen insight into what's going on militarily. What do you think the Israelis are going to do with the Gaza Strip, General? Well, I, I take them at their word that they're dead serious this time about destroying Hamas. And if that indeed is the case, um, they're going to have to go back and occupy Gaza much as they gave it up in 2005. Hamas took over in 2007 and imposed draconian repression on the people, totalitarian rule, and 
they've had four military incursions into Israel as a result of that in 2008, 12, 14, and 21. A total of 300 Israelis odd were killed in those incursions, and now we've at least doubled that in one day by the most recent incursion. By the way, the Palestinians who live in Gaza lost over 6,000 people during that time frame. Yeah, don't tell me how the Israelis have persecuted the Palestinians in Gaza. It's Hamas. It's the Iranian-backed terrorists that control the Gaza City and Gaza Strip. They're the ones. It would it would be helpful if the illiterate Palestinians who are parading through the streets of New York and on Harvard and at Yale had a clue. It shows you that these people who fancy themselves as great intellectuals, Harvard Law, Yale Law School, are really as dumb as dirt. They're too busy out protesting and lying to actually get a clue. That's what they're too busy doing. And Donald Trump had this all set up. What did Biden undo that you did, Mr. President? We reduced the Iranian economy, and I withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal, imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the regime. Joe Biden undid it. He undid it all and gave billions and billions of dollars to the world's top sponsor of terror, tossing Israel to the bloodthirsty terrorists and jihadists. Every word of that's true. Every word of that is true. So if you are against President Trump, that means you're with Cori Bush. Ponder that for a moment. That's where you've put yourself. If you are anti-Trump, you're pro-Cory Bush, you're pro-Rashida Tlaib, you're pro-Sandy Cortez, you're pro-Iana Presley, you're pro-Mr. Fire Alarm himself, Jamal Bowman, if you're anti-Trump. That's where you've put yourself. Squarely in their camp. Because they support everything Biden did. You know, at one point, Trump actually realized what an idiot Biden is, and he describes the moment of truth. You got a $50 million airplane. You got a $29 million gorgeous helicopter. We had every type of helicopter. Many of them brand new, literally out of the box. $50 million planes. You mean you think it's cheaper to leave it there so they can have it than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to our country? You think, yes, sir, we think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. You got a $50 million airplane. <laughs> he was speaking at, at the Bedminster Club. I think it was, I think it was when there was a wedding going on and he happened to walk in and he addressed the people there, the guests. And that's when he realized Biden was a fucking idiot. And it's true. And as we now know, a lot of that weaponry is in the hands of Hezbollah and Hamas and is now being used to attack the Jews. That's Joe Biden. So again, if you stand against Trump, that's who you stand with. Just know where you are. It puts you among the dumbest people that God ever created. Now, while we understand Iran's role in all of this, despite Kristen Welker's best efforts to dissuade us, 
Gordon Chang, who is all things China, he knows everything about China, he knows every heartbeat that goes on over there, he understands why China won't condemn Hamas. China won't condemn it because I believe it's supporting Hamas's attack. Remember, Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Iran, in many respects, is a proxy of China. China fuels Iran. It's Chinese money that is supporting this war and on, on the Hamas side. And I think we're going to find eventually Chinese arms will have been used by Hamas, although that has not yet surfaced. So we are seeing China's full-on support for this. And what we should be hearing from um, Beijing as well as Washington is, look, um, that Hamas needs to pull back, it needs to stop, and it needs to be punished for these brutal- this brutality. But you'll never hear that from China. Now, why not? I think Gordon Chang's probably right. China might not be funding the entire operation. We took care of that. So China doesn't China really won't have condemn to. it because I believe it's China won't condemn it because Well, you can't touch anything around here. So I, I believe Gordon Chang when he says something because he's so knowledgeable. But I also believe that the funding is well spread out. Between us, the Chinese, and Iran, they've all funded this. Now, the Chinese fund Iran, so that's their direct link. And Iran funds Hamas, there's their direct link. And we fund Iran, there's our direct link. So for the Christian Welkers of this country, there's your direct link. There's your evidence. In addition, the Iranian mullahs, their idiotic leaders, whatever you call them, drinking their agisaki, have said publicly they'll use the money however they see fit. Which, by the way, is the biggest slap in the face. Does Anthony Blinken or Biden quite get that? Do you think they would ever say that to Trump? Ever? Of course not. Not in a million years. Now, first of all, Trump would never unfreeze $6 billion in assets so that they could get their grubby little hands on it. He would also never negotiate with terrorists for hostage release. We're not giving hostages for hostages or money for hostages. You're going to release them or we'll come and get them. And during Trump's presidency, they got released. But Obama and then Biden are the ones who negotiate. And every time you negotiate, more hostages get taken. It's as old as the day is long. There was other news yesterday. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced that he is running as an independent. I guess he announced it over the weekend, maybe. Not sure which day. But he pointed out how originally he was wrong regarding the border. Six months ago, I thought that an open border was a humanitarian policy and that sealing, if you were for sealing the border, it meant that you were probably a xenophobe and maybe a racist. I was wrong. How did I learn I was wrong? It wasn't just that I listened. It it wasn't just that I listened to the other side. It was when I actually visited the border and listen to people who weren't on either side. My views changed as I spoke to Border Patrol officers, to local officials, to local sheriffs, to aid workers, and to the migrants themselves. 
I saw that no one party has a monopoly on wisdom, and none of the simplistic narratives actually contain the whole truth. My promise to you as president is that I'm going to do this on every issue. I'm going to listen to the stakeholders from every side and beyond any side. I'm going to uphold my moral convictions, of course, absolutely, but I'll hold my own opinions lightly. I'll look at the evidence and the arguments, and I'll choose not the easy path, not the established path, but the right path. In other words, he'll govern exactly the way Donald Trump governed. Donald Trump was legendary for calling in both sides of an issue, having them debate the issue in front of him, and then he decides. He was also famous for calling the stakeholders in a given situation. When the school shooting took place in Florida, who did he call to the White House? Parents. Parents of the victims. Police officers. Those are the people he wanted to hear from. Those are the people that governed his viewpoints. When he wanted to negotiate a peace in the Middle East, the Abraham Accords, who did he dispatch to the Middle East? Jared Kushner, who's Jewish, his son-in-law, to hear both sides of the story. When he wanted to do the crime bill, who did he who did he call in? He called in the stakeholders, the people who were victims. People in prison. He talked to them. That's how you govern. So Robert Kennedy is adopting, while he says he's running as an independent, he's really running as a junior Trump. He knows that's the only way. The only way. For Trump's part, he is promising now that those of us who struggle, which is just about every one of us, to get a home loan, especially in the way uh, Biden has created the atmosphere, that if the banks don't cooperate, the banks will be out of government business. All of you people that are looking for a house, enjoy yourself. You're going to be looking a long time. And then you go to the bank, they won't give you the money, even if you're willing to pay it. The banks aren't giving money. And you know, the banks, the big banks like Bank of America, Chase, they discriminate against conservatives. You do know that, right? Okay, we're going to stop that real fast. Well, they're not going to do any business with our government because I don't like them. They uh, they discriminate against conservatives, Republicans, conservatives. And it's a disgrace, frankly. I don't like them. <laughs> they're not going to get any government business. That's a huge chunk of their business. That's how you deal with them. Once again, he's going to the stakeholders, the people like us who are having trouble getting loans because the banks won't loan, especially to conservatives. Okay, we're going to put it into that real fast. Real fast. I've been saying for days I don't understand how anybody watches Fox anymore because of the nonsense, the kind of people they put on the air. Apparently, shockingly, I'm not alone. Bill O'Reilly had the newest ratings in his hands. All right, on that note, MSNBC uh, defeated Fox News in the ratings for Monday and Tuesday of this week, which is shocking. Um, I don't think I, I ever thought I would see this, ever. I mean, CNN's always last, but MSNBC in a very intense news week um, beat Fox both days. Pretty amazing. Yesterday and today, well, excuse me, that would have been last week, Monday and Tuesday. Last Monday and Tuesday, MSNBC beat Fox both days.
MSNBC. That's the network that employs Al Sharpton and Joy Reid and Nicole Wallace. Fox better remember. They better remember who supports them. And it ain't them. Those people never have. Those people never will. But they've got the wrong people on the air. They've adopted a a heinous philosophy of liberalism at Fox. They're a very scary outfit. And what they need is a nice big can of Monster Energy drink. They need a punch of energy to get going. They need their focus to be redone. They need a push. They need a boost. They need to be their best, top of their game. And how do you get their Monster Energy drink? One can will give you the energy you need to get through the day. I drink the sugar-free kind. There's several flavors, by the way. The sugar-free has 10 calories. Now, a lot of companies will spend their money on ad agencies and TV commercials and billboards to tell you how good their product is, but Monster Energy Drink does things a little differently because they're not just a drink. They're a lifestyle in a can. They bring your favorite bands to your hometown. They surround it with parties. They bring sporting events to your town, to every town. They sponsor them. Then they throw parties around them. It's a new way of promoting its product, and it's a fun way. And that's why you can unleash the beast in you with a Monster Energy drink right now. We'll take a break. This is the Monster Energy drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court. We're coming right back. Bless the beast and the children For in this world they have no voice They have no choice Bless the beast and the children Give them love. 
Kevin Slayton with you on a Tuesday afternoon. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com. You can hear our podcast here on our website. Also, you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and any place that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget our noon show, our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court Sports Show is at noon on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be at Friendly's Sports Bar and Grill in South County on Bayless and 55. If you want to come down and join us there at lunchtime. And then on Thursday we'll be at um, the uh, Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri on Thursday afternoon from noon to 2. So those are our two spots where we're going to be uh, this, this, this week doing our live shows on our noon sports show. Our good friends over at stl-cars.com had a great weekend, as I mentioned yesterday. A lot of people getting to them, a lot of people recognizing that what I'm telling you is true from my own experience, that I've purchased three different vehicles from stl-cars.com through the years. My son just purchased one, and it's just so much easier. Try to eliminate stress in your life, folks, especially in this country with this regime that we're dealing with now. Eliminating stress is key. And an easy way to do it is if you're looking for a new or used car, don't go banging your head against the wall at every single door uh, car dealership in town. Go to stl-cars.com. Check the website inventory. There's over a 1,000 vehicles there, cars, trucks, SUVs. Pick the one you want. Call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. They're in Ellisville, right off Manchester. Locally owned and operated. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you want to pay, and then they'll take care of it. Now, if you see something on the website and it's not quite what you want, call them and tell them exactly what you want. He has a vast inventory of cars, trucks, SUVs all over the country. He got my last one from Tennessee. My son's came from Alabama. So he'll go out of his way to find it for you. 314-626-3251. Buying a car shouldn't be like going to the dentist. It just doesn't have to be that way. STL-cars.com is your answer, and it's your escape from it happening that way. Absolutely. All right, our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. A lot of folks have appreciated Joey's call this morning and taking us back through the history of the Jewish 
uh, settlement and the, uh, the occupation and the constant infighting in the Middle East. And right now, this war that we are witnessing is ongoing, but I have a feeling that in the next 48 hours, once the special ops are finished rescuing hostages, and they will, in conjunction with our special operations teams, as you heard Aaron Cohen say how closely they work together, then all hell's going to break loose and there will be no more Hamas. There will be no more Gaza. And anybody else who gets in the way. I love it how all these Palestinian groups now are screaming, something, something happens. i got to stop that. Um, I love how these Palestinian groups are all whining and crying, oh, my God, you know, let's have some, let's have some peace and stability now. Uh, you know, don't have any violence. Shove it. You need to be wiped off the face of the earth. For once and for all, it needs to end now. And I hope we can take Benjamin Netanyahu at his word. I hope that they mean business this time. You know, don't appease these people. You cannot appease terrorists. They're subhumans. They're savages. They're animal beasts. And they need to be treated like an animal. If a grizzly bear came at you and killed one of your children, what would you do with the grizzly bear? Would you befriend it? Would you try to say, here, come over here, little bear. Here's some food for you. Would you appease it? No, you treat it like the violent animal that it is. You kill it. And that's what needs to happen here. These are animals. They're not people. You don't have to feel like you're killing people because you're not. And as I said earlier, as one of my friends, a Jewish friend told me, their children end up being terrorists, so who cares? Strong statement. Strong statement. But no doubt true. No doubt true. So it's about it's about over for these people. And it has to be. Just like it was over for ISIS. Just like it was over for Soleimani when Trump obliterated his ass from the earth. And boy, those those Muslims and those those bastards in Iran, they, they didn't like that, but they shut up real fast. Problem is, we've got Americans who don't like it. There has to be a mechanism to expel anti-Semitic people like Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Cori Bush, Bowman, Presley from Congress. There has to be a mechanism to exterminate them from Congress. I don't mean murder them. I mean eliminate them from, from the halls of Congress. If you're not going to start with anti-Semites, where do you start with? These people don't represent anybody. If they do represent the 1st District of St. Louis, if, if that's what St. Louis is all about in the 1st District, then we have a lot more serious problems in that district than we thought we had. But that's who you elected, so let's always remember that. So we have people right here in our city who are anti-Israel, who are anti-Semitic, because they voted for Cori Bush. Now, I believe most of them are so illiterate that voted for her, they don't know even what they're voting for. Just a black, big mouth woman screaming racism. So, oh, yeah, okay. They don't know what they're voting for. When you have illiterate electorates, this is what you get. That's the only problem with a democratic society that allows free elections. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's true.
It's a problem. When just any dolt can vote, you have a problem. It kind of makes those of us who actually do our homework feel like a waste of time. Why is my vote being canceled by a functioning illiterate? Doesn't seem right, does it? And it isn't right. It shouldn't be that way. There should be some requirement for you to be able to vote, not just pure citizenship. That shouldn't be enough. It's not enough to get you hired. You don't get hired just because you are. Here I am. Hire me. No, you have to have some qualifications for a job. And you should have to have some qualifications to be able to vote, like a little bit of knowledge. Now, who will be the judge of who has knowledge? Well, I'll volunteer. But on a more realistic note, certainly a basic civics test would help, wouldn't it? You know, like how many states do we have in the union? I know that's a trick question to most of them. These illiterate people wouldn't be able to answer that. You see it all the time. Anytime these networks on Fox do a man on the street and go out and question people on a national holiday like, I don't know, Independence Day, they have no idea why they have a day off. We have an illiterate voting population in this country. So how many states are in the union? We can start there. How many presidents do we have at one time? We can start there. You know, basic stuff that you would think even the dumbest people would be able to handle. They wouldn't be able to. Trust me on that. They wouldn't. They're not bright people. And we have to understand that. We're stuck with them. I don't think we should be. But seemingly we are. Not sure how we address that. Phone lines are open, though. 636-348-4460. There's um, a lot of issues with this Israeli situation that are going on, and it's it's actually scary. Uh, we had, uh, and, and I don't know where this guy is. He's an attorney, but he was tweeting on Twitter about special forces, and he has friends in the special forces Said he was talking to them. There's going to be a huge retaliation. Over 100,000 Israeli soldiers are already on the border with Gaza. 250,000 soldiers are estimated will go in there and destroy Hamas. We're going to have thousands more die probably on both sides. But in Israel, they're, they're thinking there's no other choice, and there really isn't. Remember, Israel gave Gaza their freedom originally. Remember Yasser Arafat and the PLO? They were in charge of Gaza. <laughs> there was no blockade, no settlements in Gaza at that time. All of the blockades were ripped out by the Israelis. But then Hamas took over by force. They killed all the PLO representatives. And the people in Gaza have been governed by Hamas, by terrorists. Can you imagine the brutality that has gone on there? Truthfully, the Israelis coming in probably will be a relief. I mean, honestly, think about it. The kind of things that we've seen are just unconscionable. 
And we're going to see a lot worse here as it goes on. But I really believe, and from what Aaron Cohen was saying earlier in the show, the former Israeli uh, special ops officer, that they're at it right now in conjunction with our guys who work closely together. They've already rescued 20 hostages as of yesterday. They are in the business of rescuing people. I love that when he confidently said, we didn't invent hostage rescue, but we're the best at it. And they have to be. Remember, these are the guys that went into the Entebbe airport and raided the airport when Idi Amin Dada had kidnapped all of those Israelis on that flight. They got every one of them back. You don't mess with the Mossad. I would much prefer the FBI on my tail than the Mossad. The FBI is a pack of incompetent political hacks. The Mossad actually goes and gets you. They don't care what your political persuasion is. If you've done something, they'll get you. If you're a liberal in this country and the FBI is on your tail, you're safe. Because they're not really on your tail. They don't care. You're going to be able to walk free. This uh, Ilhan Omar, who should be expelled from Congress, has outraged people. She is now claiming, uh, well, I'll read you her, her series of tweets. The Israeli defense minister has called Palestinians human animals and promised to cut off all electricity, food, and all fuel to civilians in Gaza. This is collective punishment, a war crime, and the U.S. should oppose any violations of international law if we truly support a rules-based international order. This anti-Semite, Ilhan Omar. Let me let me make it clear to you, Omar. Palestinians are human animals. In fact, they're subhuman animals. So she says, instead of continuing unconditional weapon sales and military aid to Israel, I urge the United States at long last to use its diplomatic might to push for peace. She wants peace now. Mike Lawler, a congressman from New York, says, Israel was just brutally attacked by terrorists funded by Iran, and you want to cut off funding and military aid and equipment? You're out of your mind and unfit to serve in the House of Representatives. This is why you were removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Carpe diem to Mike Lawler. Get rid of her. She needs to be expelled, but of course the House has no courage. We've seen that over and over again. They have no spine. It's pretty amazing. Ilan Omar calls for the U.S. to abandon Israel as Hamas parades rape victims, survivors, through the streets of Gaza. May God have mercy on your soul. That came from a media writer, Isaac Shore, who's Jewish. This is the liberal definition of negotiating with terrorists, says Gail McCavick from the Republican National Committee. It's unreal, isn't it? And then, of course, you've got not only her, but Tlaib and the rest of that group. These people are sick. They're sick. The great Nobel Peace Prize winner, Barry Hussein Obama, finally got around 
to issuing a statement days after the attacks took place. Days of silence from the great Barry Hussein Obama. Can you imagine that? The death toll over a 1,000 and climbing. Bill Clinton still hasn't issued a statement. Even Jimmy Carter's people issued a statement on his behalf, no doubt. But nothing from Obama until late last night. All Americans should be horrified and outraged by the brazen terrorist attacks on Israel and the slaughter of innocent civilians. We grieve for those who died, pray for the safe return of those who've been held hostage, and stand squarely uh, squarely alongside our ally Israel, yet while you fund Iran, as it dismantles Hamas. As we support Israel's right to defend itself against terror, we must keep striving for a just and lasting peace for Israelis and Palestinians alike. In other words, bite me. What a pathetic human being Barry Hussein Obama is. He knows he's culpable. He knows there's blood on his hands. He knows he's a savage. He knows he contributes to sponsoring terrorism. He knows he contributes to funding terrorism with our tax dollars, without our permission. He knows all of that's true. That's not my opinion, by the way. Every single thing I just said is true. Barry Hussein Obama is responsible for all of that. Not only is he responsible for it, but he did most of it surreptitiously under cover of darkness while nobody was watching. So he's a little snake in the grass, too. And there's an old saying that, you know, if you were bitten by a snake, make sure you never get bitten by the same snake twice. He's a snake. And yet the Alan Dershowitz of the world voted for him and would vote for him again. Knowing what he knows, when Dershowitz says Obama hasn't said an effing word about this until late last night. Dershowitz would vote for him again. That's how pathetically sick liberals are. It is really, truly a sickness. It's an illness. Can't get around it. Can't hide from it. Can't run from it. You need help for it. If you suffer from it, you'll know the symptoms. You're nuts. And I can tell you that Hussein Obama and O'Biden are both proud of the fact that they have helped sponsor the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world, Iran. They've both helped them, and they're both proud of it. Neither one of them, if you've noticed, neither one of them, in anything they've said, comments at all, have said, we regret sending money to the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Neither one of them regret it, which means they're proud of it. You know, if I'm sorry for something I did, I apologize. I say, I can't believe I did that. I would never do it again. You don't hear that from them. Now, one word in Obama's statement that I just read to you shows any remorse for his culpability. Not a, not a peep, not a word. And make no mistake, he is partly responsible for this. He funded Iran. So did Biden. And where's Bill Clinton? Even that grotesque wife of his, if she's really his wife, issued a statement. But nothing from Slick Willie. I guess he's on Epstein Island too busy 
Too busy with some Palestinian friends, I suppose. These people are pathetic excuses for humanity, aren't they? They sicken me. Just remember that in his statement, after waiting days to respond, not one word of apology from Obama, not one word of accepting responsibility for it from Obama, not one word. That's what you think of him or should think of him. And the same for O'Biden. Not a word. Instead, O'Biden's gone even further. He's dispatched his little minion, little Anthony Blinken, little munchkin, to tell everybody that there's no link between Iran and these horrific acts. When John Radcliffe calls him disingenuous, I have another word for him. He's a lying son of a bitch. That's what he is. And everybody knows it. But Democrats lie in the face of the truth. The truth is batting them over the head like a two-by-four, and they keep lying anyhow. What's that hitting me on the head? It's the truth. Ah, who cares? We don't care. We're Democrats. We can get away with lying anytime we please. Just ask the media. Kristen Welker will do our bidding for us. She's still trying to figure out how the $6 billion was used. It's going to take her a long time. That's going to wrap us up for this morning's show, folks. Don't forget at noon on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com, we will have our sports show brought to you by the great folks at Monster Energy Drink and STL-Cars.com. We're happy that you were with us today. We'll hear from you again at noon today. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Uh-huh.